found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a Tuesday. This the 11th day of the longest month of the year. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Uh, you know, I uh, thought it was going to go nicely. You right. know, when we got through the first two days last week, I thought, well, this isn't going too badly and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> it's only it seems like it's been forever uh but here we are another day it's pretty chilly eight above yep so be prepared for that should warm to about 30 though so that's better than less than 30 true <laughs> take what we get this says that uh, and of course you're quite a cook but this says that more than half of Americans say their biggest kitchen struggles come from cooking the simplest dishes. A recent survey looked at how much people mess up seemingly easy to make food. It found that 56% often botch foods that most consider easy to make. Although 7 in 10 consider themselves natural born cooks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> They're also Olympians, I presume. Yes. How hard can that be? 80, 83% of those who mess up easy dishes confess it makes them feel like a failed chef. <laughs> the hardest easy meal to make, pancakes. Are pancakes? Wow. What are you doing to pancakes to mess that up? I presume they're not probably letting it, uh, maybe not preparing their pan properly. And then perhaps not letting the pancake get done enough before they go to turn it. Do you know what I've noticed when I watch other people cook? Okay. A lot of times. All right. They they tend to use too high of heat. Okay. Right? So they, they, they get their pan, they put it on the stove, and it's like, crank it up to nine. It's like, you don't need it. So that's something to watch. That's something to watch is your heat. Is, yeah. is the heat. Yeah. All right. They... Uh, they confess they uh, don't do a very good deal. Making a good batch of pancakes is is tough. And maybe it's just the actual ingredients they m- mess up. I don't <sighs> Meanwhile. What's in pancakes? Like well, flour? Of, yeah. you got to add some other stuff. <laughs> like, I, I, vanilla, I'm sure, must be part of it. I don't know. Probably baking powder. Perhaps, perhaps a bit of nutmeg. And, and pancakes? I don't know. You could probably add... You can make them yeah, any way you make, want. Yeah, make them however you, know, you want. Yeah. But, uh, I've never made any from scratch. Anything I've ever done has been from right. adding water to the jug <laughs> or, you know, the... Uh, shake a shake a shake. <laughs> so I've Sh- never tried any from scratch. Sure. Matt's going to research what goes into a, a pancake. And there's a difference in pancakes. You can go various places and there's a different taste to every right. pancake. Okay, flour, baking powder, okay. a little bit of salt, a little white sugar, okay. a little milk, egg, butter. That's it. That's it. That is it. This recipe is literally called good old-fashioned pancakes. Okay. Now, I think, you know, you could sneak in a secret ingredient or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And make them special. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uncle Matt's special pancakes <laughs> going to his house. <laughs> Now, what about French toast? All right, now, for that, you... Okay, so that... Okay, here we go. 
Matt's thinking through it. Because my wife makes that. That's okay. kind of her thing. Okay. And so you make a, an egg mixture okay. of eggs, milk, yeah. Yeah. vanilla. Okay. So there is vanilla in there. Uh, cinnamon. Okay. And if if there's anything else I'm forgetting. No, I just would think that a pancake would also need vanilla. Wouldn't that make it maybe? Good. Wouldn't that make it a special pancake? <laughs> that would that would give it a little something. Sure. Yeah. A third of respondents struggle to make simple dishes like eggs. I have issues making over easy. Mm. Now I've I come from a long line of cooks. Sure. And they would always do the bacon first. And then their big deal was to crank the heat up on that thing. Yeah. So the rim around the eggs would be crispy. Mm. And then you've got enough grease in there that you can just use your spatula and kind of cover it. Okay. You know, that's that's my technique. But to actually get your spatula under there and flop it, right. I, I'll break it. That is tough. Yeah. That is. So I, I, I have a tough time with that. Right. <clears throat> what I what I learned to do, I could, I could never master over easy eggs either. Yeah, yeah. So I would do sunny side up. Okay. So you and, can go uh, that route. So I would get it going, and yeah. then I would put a lid on the pan. Oh, see? That's a good idea. And then let it kind of go that way. That way it gets kind of steamed. And, yeah. They say it's tough to make pasta. Mashed potatoes. Okay, or let me let me back up here. <laughs> okay. Pasta is for sure one of those things, and it doesn't say here. I, if you make it from scratch, it's so much work. Yeah, it's so much work. Because I've made noodles before it myself. It is so ridiculous, yeah. and it's like it, to to me. May, I mean, this is just old Maddie's opinion here. The work that goes into pasta is not worth it. Okay. Like it's it's much easier to just go buy it and be done with it. From a reputable yeah. you know, reputable yeah. pasta. Get a good quality yeah. pasta or whatever. Okay. But because there's so much work and it takes over everything and but if that's your thing, if you're yeah. like, no, nah, I it's you know, we can whip it up, no problem. Awesome. Good for you. Maybe you like going through that. Right. You know, because cause I got it from my mother once, you know, I said, I want to make noodles. And uh, and she told me what and it's pretty basic. Yeah. And then uh, you know I made I made some noodles and it came out good, you know. I, right. But I've never made them since. Yeah, yeah. Because it is kind of a mess. Yep. A lot of flour involved. Got to you know. Mashed potatoes. Now, do you make? Do you guys enjoy homemade where you mash them, or do you? Well, I. I do it with my mom, how she made them. Okay. And so you, you boil your potatoes. Are they peeled? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're peeled. Peeled. And then, so that's uh, the worst part. It's peeling. Nah. I'm not good at peeling. Oh. How do people do that with a knife where they just, you know, like an apple? I just get that. <laughs> it goes all the way around. How do you do that? I don't know. But um, I remember we were, at a, we were at a church function, mm-hmm. and we had to peel potatoes. And I went over and hung out with them for a while, and it was just like, <laughs> with the peeler just <laughs> and so like when i was growing up my mom like she taught me and it's like just go after it man you just, <laughs> just like get after it yeah like you peel a potato in like 20 seconds now surely when you're doing that you're still leaving a bit of not really so you don't see any brown on there at all not really you've no. got a perfectly yeah. whisk- yeah. Potato. Yeah. 
in your rapid movement. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. I will peel a potato for you okay. sometime, and it's. <laughs> so you don't use a knife. You use a pep. You use a peeler. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen those. You know, using a knife. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> how'd you get so skilled with that knife? Sure. Sure. What else is on here? Sweet. So potatoes. so anyway, so you you get them all, you boil okay. them, and then right, you they're boiled. You add milk, yeah, and then you use your your electric mixer, yeah, yeah, and whip them all up, okay, and get them good and creamy. So that's whipped potatoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. not mashed. No, but that's how we that's how we made them growing up. Was... Okay. See, I and salt I, and pepper goes in there. Okay, I'm not that picky. If you want to go with instant <laughs> potatoes, okay. And uh, quite honestly, we'll call it uh, Knob Blevins. Knob Blevins in the uh, in the store. You can get those. But they're very good potatoes. Sure. Very good mashed potatoes. Sure. And, uh, you know, they're already ready. You know? <laughs> so look for the, the Knob Blevins brand of potato. That's Dale's endorsement. And, and, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> well, you know, you're a busy family. And you got a lot going on, but you still want the taste of home cooking. All right, so we're going to go through the entire top ten All right. when we uh, come back from the break of things that people have issues making, <laughs> the easy-to-make foods that are messed up. Let's check news with Karen. Now, here are the top ten dishes that people mess up that's supposed to be easy. We've mentioned pancakes, 38%, followed by eggs, 36%. Now, to me, if you make a – now, if you do a scrambled egg – yeah. You know, you remember years ago when Jeff and I would go to breakfast, and you joined us one morning, and you know, that was such that, a long. That, 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 that was at the old building. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking, we're talking like the summer of '99 okay. is what he's referring to. <laughs> but we always teased that that cook, yeah, with the scrambled egg. Basically, it was a sheet. Yeah, it was just coming out a sheet. Uh, well, of yeah, egg. It, the word was slab. Yeah, a slab. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and you'd heard us talk of that. Right. And that's what you ordered. So that's how I ordered it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take toast and a slab of eggs. You guys got super embarrassed. Oh, God, shut up. Just please shut but, up. But shut to me, a scrambled eggs, the eggs, add a little milk, beat them, and, sure. and you go with it. Yeah. It doesn't come out of slab. Okay. <laughs> so eggs, pasta. Now, again, if you're making this stuff, you know, because coming up here, mac and cheese. Yeah. All right. Now, of course, I have my <clears throat> my mac and cheese that I make. Right. But uh, I don't find it too difficult. No. Soup. Now, if it's homemade, I, gu- I guess. But how do you mess up a can <laughs> of soup? <laughs> I don't know. Again, is it... If you're making soup, it could be difficult because you get stock and all that. Right. Other stuff, I mean, it depends know. on what kind of soup. But yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think tomato soup would be relatively, wouldn't it? I would think so. Okay. Sweet potatoes are back in there. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, rice. Huh. Now my deal with rice back in school, it it smelled. It smelled bad. I've never heard anyone say that. Rice it did. Bad. It, it smelled bad. At least that stuff in school, it just had the, a weird smell. And they used a nice cream scoop. Yeah. And it was just all wet and heaped <laughs> up there, and it stunk. And then you're seeing kids dumping sugar on there, you know, and it's like, oh, it's a real taste treat to them. Sure. I, 
And to me, it stunk. Does it stink to you today? Uh, no. Like, when you smell it now, it doesn't it... smell at all. Like... Now, what were they doing to it? I don't know, man. That's weird. That, that's weird. <laughs> it's it's stinky <clears throat> rice. But you know, I love rice now. Yeah. You know, forever I wouldn't eat it. I just thought it was just bad. Like every yeah. every every rice was like that. Yeah. And now you know, I like brown rice. I, you know, all kinds of right. rice. Grilled chicken. Is that just based on getting the temperature? It's probably based on overcooking. Okay. And it it coming out dry. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you can dry it out. Yes, you can. Yeah. And then fish. Now, I've never, I've never attempted to, like, do a fish with a head on it and the whole deal. Right, right. You know, have you? Have not, you? not the whole head. Okay. I mean, I've made fish before. Like Salomon. Do you do salmon at home? No. Okay. I don't do well. I don't do any fish at home because no one else would eat it but me, okay. and then I would hear nothing but it smells like fish in this house from everyone. So it just doesn't happen. Well, if they want a real treat, make them salmon patties. We've talked about no, that. No, salmon patties are mm, those are the best. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, of course, on the pronunciation of salmon, but. <laughs> You know, I don't, I've never, have you ever grilled fish or say I've I never, I've never grilled fish. No. So I've never I mean, I've really, grilled like shrimp and yeah. scallops, but I, I guess I've never really, you know, if you pan fry fish, you basically just get the oil going and you right. pan fry it. The hardest thing is knowing, is it, is it done? Is it still yeah. raw? Am I eating sushi? What am I? That's what I always worry about anymore is, you know, chicken, right temperature. Because, um, especially on the grill, yeah. I just uh, you know, and I've got a meat thermometer. I need batteries. It's one of those you can set it to whatever sure. you're having, poultry yeah. or yeah. Oh, that's great, great to have. So those are the top ten that people fail at. What about toast? <laughs> you know, if you've got too hard a butter, rip your toast up. You could ruin your toast, yeah. Yeah, let's see what else is going on. So do you use real butter at home? Uh, it depends. Uh, I'll go either way. You? We made the switch to real butter a few okay. years back. Haven't so, looked back. So you just... Yep. That's your go-to. Mm-hmm. I, I see nothing at all wrong with real butter. We don't even refrigerate it. No. How long does it stay okay? All the time. Because all the stuff that's... All the stuff that, that has been... That would, would make it bad, that would ruin it, has been taken out. So it can last forever in a butter dish. Forever, but so like my grandma who had that stick of butter that seemed to last for many, many years. Yeah. It was always it always seemed like the same stick of butter. Yeah. Here's a CEO of a software company. It's called um, Tranual in Arizona. Okay. They'll pay new employees five grand to resign if they're not satisfied in their position I after two that. weeks. He says, which uh, with today's market, hiring teams have to move quickly to assess candidates and get them through the process to competitive to a competitive offer. So it's impossible to be right 100% of the time. The offer to quit allows the dust to settle from a speedy process and lets the new team member throw a red flag if they're feeling anything but excited about their job. From his perspective, if a new hire leaves in two weeks, which uh, helps his small business on board, train and scale teams, 
He's invested less in training than if the employee quits later. Wow. So at this place, those who refuse the five grand miss out on something extra at this point in the timeline because they believe the long-term value of sticking with them is worth much, much, much more. So not a bad idea, I guess. And the thing is, um, okay, yeah, I was going to say, um, when they first rolled this out, mm-hmm. it was 2500 bucks. Okay. And they're like, people that work here make like 80, 90, 100,000 a year. So that's not that much money. So yeah. they actually upped it okay. to five grand. All right. And from what I understand, no one has taken them up on it. Yeah, it says uh, none of the 38 employees he has hired since have followed through on his offer. Yeah. So they evidently like it and they stick stick it out. Now, if you know, I don't know how long it would take to get your money. Well, you know, if you're needing a five thousand dollar loan, you could go to work for a couple of weeks ah, and get your money. Now, this is uh, history in the making. Here, a Maryland man has become the first person to receive a successful pig to human heart transplant. Wow! David Bennett was doing well three days after the first of its kind surgery. He'll continue to be monitored to determine whether a transplant provides life-saving benefits. Took nine hours. Doctors replaced his heart with one from a one-year-old 240-pound pig. This pig was bred and had its genes edited specifically to provide organs for humans. We could do that? Yeah. Wow. This is the first transplant to demonstrate that a genetically modified animal heart can function like a human heart without being immediately rejected by the human body. That is crazy. David Bennett chose to undergo the experimental treatment as he would have died without a new one. He exhausted other methods of treatment and was not healthy enough to qualify for a heart from a human. He remains connected to a heart-lung bypass machine, which he may be removed from as early as today. And is being closely monitored to ensure his body does not reject the new heart and for infections, including porcine retrovirus, a pig virus that can be transmitted to humans. Hmm. So anyway, you know, we've always heard that we are similar to pigs. Yeah. They've used pig valves and heart surgeries before. but so I didn't know that we could breed pigs and edit their genes to be... Provide us organs. That is incredible. Six human genes were inserted into the genome of the donor pig to make the porcelain organs more tolerable to the human immune system. So I got a picture of the guy doing okay. (laughs) Of course, uh, you know, he wakes up in the morning now. Hear him through the house. Uh, I just want mud. That's all I want is mud. <laughs> Would you do an experimental thing? I uh, guess if it were the end of the road yeah, for me, yeah. I had no other. You got nothing to lose. Really. You got nothing yeah. to lose. So I'd, I'd do it. I get you know if you're at the end of the, you know end of the line, it'd be interesting to see how long he makes it. Um. Hopefully, be able to get some follow-ups on that. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the ball game last night? I you know what? I did not. I saw a bit of it, but thirty-three eighteen Georgia. 
with a win over Alabama. How about that? So uh, that's the first time in 41 years for Georgia. Yeah. Seems like they're there all the time, but I guess, really, if you think about it, they 41 years. <laughs> guess they deserve it. Yep. So let's see what else is good. That was down in Indianapolis as well. Here's a, a woman allegedly drove over a policeman's foot while driving a golf cart <laughs> through a festival in downtown Naples, Florida. She drove the golf cart through police barricades used to block the streets for the festival. The policeman tried to yell for her to stop. The 44-year-old woman eventually stopped, talked to the officer before she allegedly tried to pull forward, running over his foot. (laughs) Authorities stopped the golf cart and questioned Haney, (laughs) who admitted to driving through the barricades because it was the only way to get to the parking garage. Mm. She also admitted to having, oh, a couple of glasses of champagne. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's all it was. <laughs> After failing field sobriety test, she was arrested, taken to jail. Facing DUI. Again, you're on a golf cart. You yep. think, hey, I'm okay. Yep. No. Nope. You know, doesn't nope. matter if you're on a lawnmower. <laughs> you know, don't run over a cop's foot. I just, uh, I just, I, I just imagine myself being there and getting to watch you know, <laughs> a cop hopping around. <laughs> right. Traffic on a North Carolina highway is brought to a standstill when a herd of elk approached the road, oh decided gosh. to cross. <laughs> That's something you don't see every day. Video shows the herd created a traffic jam crossing Highway 441 in Cherokee near the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Some of the elk are seen running across the road while others just casually walk to reach the other side and Man. graze on some grass. Elk are native to that area, but populations have dwindled due to overhunting by European settlers in the late 1700s. <laughs> the National Park Service started to reintroduce elk to the region in 2001. And a Texas sheriff deputy... Helped an exotic pet owner round up a loose kangaroo. <laughs> Hopped about two miles away from home. <laughs> Again, you never know what your day is going to be like, right? You just, you never know. <laughs> it's Man. Just, yeah, being a motorist driving down there, just seeing him hop alongside the road. <laughs> Sylvester think he's a big mouse. That's true. Deputies <laughs> responded to a report of a loose kangaroo in Mercedes. They arrived to find the animal's owner pursuing the marsupial. <laughs> the owner told deputies the kangaroo had escaped from his ranch. <laughs> the uh, deputies were able to uh, return the kangaroo to its home. Wow. And again, do you assign the new guy? You know, go get <laughs> go get that kangaroo. <laughs> it's got to be hard to catch, isn't it? I would think so, yeah. <laughs> And they are very like <laughs> peaceful animals, right? Like they, well, they put up a fight, right? Like they, I would think they're known for their kicking abilities. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So to round one up, I don't know what you do. Is there some way to offer candy or you know? I don't <laughs> tackle it. I don't know. <laughs> to see all these officers <laughs> trying to Jolly. grab it by its hindquarters, right? 
So there you go, Matt. Some tidbits on this Tuesday. Works ring. All right. I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Okay. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.